talking about podcast. Talking about podcast. Talking about podcast. One of my snaps got off and nothing could fix it. One of my snaps went rogue. I. Man, we had a lot of dissonance there. I'm yeah. Carter. Merry Mini, Merry Mini hey, that's, Monday, Chunky. That's just jazz, baby. That's just jazz, baby. Merry Mini Monday. I'm Carter. I'm Doge, and this one this week is going to be a good episode. I yes. just think I think jazz are the notes you don't plan to sing in the snaps that you mess up. That's jazz is I've the notes said. you I'm accidentally play. Yeah, yeah. Jazz, jazz is just the mistakes you make. Hello, friends. Today's word of the day. Oh, he's doing the thing again with the for extra word credit. Of, is this word of the day? Yeah. If they say this word, we have to like, play the extra credit. Today's word of the day is. Wait, wait for it. Today's word of the day is drip. Okay, gave it to him. You you look five hundred years old when you did that. It's a little, <laughs> when I turn the light on, it's a little Abraham. Like, watch. Four score and seven years ago. Hey, do you it's remember Lincoln? Do you remember those things where it was like a like a, a, con, a James McAvoy? Deal Wait, go back. And you, hmm? Oh yeah, it is a little McAvoy. McAvoy. It's the mouth. It's the mouth. Yeah. Do you remember those like concave things where it's like at a certain angle they looked like a face? Yeah, your face turns into one of the. It's a concave Doge. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Concave Doge. <laughs> it's inverse. It's inverse Doge. It's Nega Doge. Stalactite <laughs> Doge. Jode. <laughs> Jode. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's let's Jode from the dark dimension. <laughs> Everything's a touch Michael Douglas now from you. And I really enjoy it's, it. It's because I'm the Austin Butler of podcasting. Once I play a role, I get stuck in that role. I don't want to be mean to Austin Butler. He seems like a nice guy. I don't think he's doing it to be pretentious. <laughs> well, I don't think so either. I think it's a... Uh... Wonderful. I, I, if you look back, look at me when I was a baby on Nickelodeon. I've always talked like this. Was he a Nickelodeon boy? What? Yeah. What? In yeah. what? He was like a kid, a kid actor. I don't know. I didn't watch well, Nickelodeon. Duh. You didn't watch Nickelodeon? <laughs> when he was younger, he was on Nickelodeon. What was he? A kid actor. Okay. That's you didn't watch? <laughs> he was one of those He was one of those actors. One of the little young, one of the younger ones. Um, one of the little fellas. One of the little guys. Jode phonetically makes me think of a game that I'd love to play right now called Jolf. I think this might be our first time to play Jolf. Jolf. This year? Have we played Jolf in 2023? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. iCarly, Ned's Declassified School Survivor Guide. Out of Jimmy's Head. Zoe 101. These are the films of Austin Butler. These are the films. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Answer for your crimes. Answer for your crimes. If this is your first episode to ever listen to of Two Chunks, I hope you stick around. At least give me three more minutes. Um, Jolf is give a us game. another chance. Jolf is a game much like <laughs> golf, but with three J's. I will, that startled me in Mr. E. Hey, Callie. Saw Callie come through that door and it scared me a little bit. I've been reading yeah, I'm not Silence alone. of the Lambs. I finished oh. Silence of the Lambs mm. and I was reading about how James Gum was trying to decide what he was going to do with Clarice's skin after he murders her in the dark and she can't see him. Right at that moment, yeah. my wife coughed in her sleep. And nope. the book almost made it to the other <laughs> side of the room. <laughs> I was very startled. But speaking of speaking of Joff, uh, Joff is a game in which I will read the <laughs> <laughs> 
the title of a movie. Carterbot. Carterbot. Somebody go wind up Carterbot. Rotten Tomatoes, Flickster, whatever you call it these days. Movie. And we can do the critics review on the tomato meter or the audience review. Very often they choose the critic review and they try to stay within X amount of strokes. They only have 22 strokes that they can stay within for the entire game. And they try they try and land uh, as many of those movies within the allotted strokes as possible. We begin Joff mm. with uh, we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna stick in the mystery theme here, and we're gonna go we're gonna go backwards in time. We're not gonna talk about things that aren't out yet because that that that's not really what this game that's is hard. for. That's really tough, and there's probably not a rating for it. But I do want to go ahead and have us do Zodiac. We talked about Zodiac. On our last episode, we were doing some fun David Vin- David Venture and David Fincher things. Uh, are we going to go with the tomato meter or the audience score for Zodiac here, boys? Tomato. Tomato? Tomato always. Uh, who would like to go first? You can go first, Jordan. Okay. Jordan is going to go first, trying to guess the tomato meter score for Zodiac. Are you muted, Doge? I think he is. Yeah, he can't hear us. <clears throat> Jordan, 91. That was what? 90, 94%. Ooh. Yeah, we're very close. The actual what retail did you say, price. Jordan? I said 91. Jordan said 91. The tomato meter score for Zodiac, 90%. Oh. Jordan is down to Ooh. 21. Doge is down Two eighteen. Let's keep it in the Jakey Gyllenhaal mystery, please. How about prisoners? What do you think? Mm. The Denis Villeneuve film, the Tomato Meter score, going first this time will be Doge Jordan. If you would mute, he took out him pods. Mm. Ninety three. Eighty seven. The actual. Retail price, 81. Dang. Doge said 93. He loses 12 strokes. It's down to six. Jordan said 87. Loses, no. Did you say 87? I did. Loses six and is down to 15. Our scores are 15. Look at that golden bear of Jolf over here. The more, the better. I love that sports pool there. Mm. Now let's take Yeah, I love huge, sports. Now let's take a huge jacked man and put him okay. into a mystery here. Let's let's talk about <laughs> prisoners again. The prestige. <laughs> the prestige. Ah, the prestige. Prestige. Jordan, you'll go first on that tomato meat. Mm. Ninety-three. Doge? Seventy-eight. Phenomenal. The actual retail price, 76%. The prestige? Jordan loses 17 strokes, putting him over to negative two. Hard. The prestige wins with four. Isn't that wild? Mm. Mm. The prestige? can change in an instant. (laughs) Sorry. Just double checking again. The Prestige is a seventy-seven. Yeah. yeah. What did you guess? Ninety-one. 
81? Uh, 90 something. Yeah. So, mm. That movie mm. is far better than a 70 a- anything. Here's a rut. Were you watching for it. closely? Yes, I was watching closely. That's Here's an a rut movie. For That's it. a ridiculous rating. Kathy Mao. a great movie. Of the magazine of fantasy and science fiction. So she probably knows what she's talking about. She says, Rotten, uh, the prestige does not impress as a magic act. It is an elaborate contraption that leaves the viewer confounded and confused, but never feeling particularly entertained or delighted by the performance. Completely disagree. Yeah, I couldn't disagree. I would say that's an ice cold take. Brandon Fibs of BrandonFibs.com says, well, in a movie he's, about, Okay, it's in the name. He's in, fibbing. It's in the name. In a movie about people who make their living on misdirection, the prestige utterly forgets to employ its own. And then finally, Shock. Joshua Rothkopf of Time Out says, The who's bilking whom mind games make for compelling fun, but once the presto moment of the prestige is revealed... You're left with nothing but shattered illusions. Are these all reviews from like the time it came out? Like they're from, you know, 20 years ago, however old, however old that movie is? Uh, I don't know. It, is, it didn't really say the date on that. I, I, did, I could have detailed uh-huh. it in, but it didn't. Dude, I hate rating systems for movies because they're all so asinine. Like every time, yeah. every... If a movie is older than 15 years, it begins to degrade. Like the rating begins to degrade. It's like people are like, it's old, so it can't be good anymore. Yeah. Ours is good though, huh? Well, our, ours is, ours is <laughs> I feel like a wider fun. Right? It has to be, right? <sighs> are you all down for another game? Do you want to play another game? What, what if we said no? Try it. What would happen? Try. Yeah, I'm down. I'm, I'm in. Fine. Gosh. Did one that? of us say the word of the day? No. No. Okay, haven't. good. Y'all haven't I said the word really of the day. about that. Okay, that's where I thought we were headed bit, with this. This one was a little bit yeah. more difficult. You'd have to be really creative ultimately to say this word. So, Good thing we're not creative. That's the thing. That's what's the good thing about it. Uh, I would like to play, uh, stay over here in the Flickster world, play a quick game of Rumpel Stilskin. in which I will read the descriptor, uh, also known as the movie info over here on the Flickster world of some movies that are coming out very soon that I am assuming these boyos have not heard of. They have to guess the name of the movie in order to win. We begin. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, here we go. So, the story of one young hippie's quest in the 1970s for belonging and liberation. That leads not only to peace, love, and rock and roll, but that sets into motion a new counterculture crusade, changing the course of history. It's inspired by a true movement. What's this movie called? The Genre Drama and History, in case you want to know. Comes out February 24th, 2023. I think this is Woodstock the movie. Okay. This movie's called Hippie Hippie Hooray. It's uh, this might change y'all's na- uh, title here. It it does start Kelsey Grammer. Do you want to change that? This movie's called Fraser Fraser Hooray. Fraser Fraser Hooray. <laughs> this movie's Woodstock called Fraser movie. Colon Origins. This movie that comes out February twenty fourth is called Jesus Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Kate Kelsey. Not interested. Uh, this movie, rated R, an hour and 44 minutes, comes out March 10th. A modern horror creature feature. This movie shows us just how far we will go to protect those we love. Lond- Londoners. Londoners. Londoners, Londoners. Maya and Jamie. Londoners. Maya and Jamie are looking for a way out of their urban nightmare to raise their unborn child. So when they inherit a house in rural Ireland, oh, I was almost, I was close. They jump at the chance to flee from the dangers of city living. Yet this new home holds primeval secrets. At the bottom of their garden is an ancient gnarled wood where a supernatural presence lurks. What is this movie called? It's got a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Don't even know how. Well, I'm going to give a serious answer because I oh, think Hodor's I, in this. I feel good. I think this movie is called Willow, short for Willow the Wisp. Okay. This movie's called Pot of Gold. Pot of Gold. The, gnar- the gnarled wood is the entrance to a leprechaun cave. I almost said that this was just like Leprechaun 8. This movie is called. It actually it stars Hannah John Kamen. This is the girl that was Ghost in Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, um, Ant Ant Man, Ant Man, P- Pim. Uh, this movie is called Unwelcome. Burp. Y'all are much better. Burp, burp. I guess. <clears throat> burp. Let's find another one here. Oh, are did y'all ever watch Luther? No. Idris no. Elba. It's very no. good. There's a movie coming Lufa. out February 24th. Very good. Um, what looks interesting? Ooh. Okay. Coming out February 3rd. When new laws make cannabis legal, there are limited dispensary licenses available, and black market marijuana dealer Vince may go out of business. He's desperate to make one final score, but borrows money from the wrong people. This is an action crime drama mystery thriller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll, even, I'll even give you a scene. I'll even give you a screenshot. That's just a scene. What do you think it's called? What's this movie called? Hey, that's for sure some people standing. Cool <laughs> yeah. screenshot of a movie. They definitely had a camera on that set. What's say you? I mean, it's probably called like the Stash House or something like that. But I'm gonna say it's called <laughs> High Hopes. Oh, this movie's called Grow. Y'all continue to show your creativity. You need to be into business. This movie is called The Last Deal. Boo! Boo. Name things better. Boo. Name things interesting. Like, I know I'm not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but if it has dumb words on the front, I'm never going to pick it up. So at least put a little thought in the cover. Yeah, never going to pick it up. Wait, this is really interesting. We're going to do one more. We're going to do one more. This is a fantasy action, animation, comedy, horror genre. Alberto Vasquez. It's Bambi meets Apocalypse Now in this provocative and strangely beautiful horror comedy from acclaimed filmmaker and illustrator Alberto Vasquez, uh, known of Bird Boy, The Forgotten Children, who uses its outrageous candy-colored premise to explore religious zealotry, 
the tortured legacies of military fascism and the depths of the soul. Uh, here's, here's the concept. You ready? For ages, teddy bears have been locked in an ancestral war against their sworn enemy, the unicorns. With the promise that victory will completely will that, that victory will complete the prophecy and usher in a new era. Aggressive, confident teddy bear, Bluett, and his sensitive, withdrawn brother, Tubby, could not be more different. As the rigors and humiliation of Teddy Bear Boot Camp turn to the psychedelic horrors of a combat tour in the Magic Forest, their complicated history and increasingly strained relationship will come to determine the fate of the entire war. I'm just now getting y'all's faces after reading that really <laughs> intense movie info. That seems pretty ambitious. Comes out March 10th. There's a trailer. I'm going to need you to send me that. Yeah. What's it is called? this called like Teddy Teddy Bear Picnic or something? Like the nursery rhyme? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's Bambi meets Apocalypse Now. How am I supposed to figure out where the center of that bullseye is? The first line in the trailer is, here, cuddles are made of steel, blood, and pain. What? <laughs> <laughs> this movie is called uh, Teddy or Not. Teddy or Not. It's called Unicorn Wars. Let's go to ads. Uh, we're back yeah, from ads after watching a fresh trailer for Unicorn Wars. And it's a yes from me, TBA. I think should, I'm in. We've been duped. It actually looks. In. <laughs> it actually looks pretty good. It does look pretty I good. I will be watching it. <laughs> yeah, it says it streams Very on March bloody. 10th. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching that. It's very it, bloody. It's very... It feels like if Happy Tree Friends had a point. <laughs> That's funny. Other than shock. Yeah. Other than just absolute yeah. shock. Good grief. I haven't thought about Happy Tree Friends in a minute. But sad tree I don't even know what that is. about every day. <laughs> I technically don't even know what that is. Sorry. It's an internet animated series where a bunch of cuddly cute animals like kill and dismember each other on accident in horrific ways. It was big mm -hmm. in like the early aughts. It was one of those classic like, oh, you just got an iPhone? You just got an iPhone? Can you watch Happy Tree Friends on the bus with me? Yeah. I want to do something new for us here at the second half of this mini Monday. I think one of my favorite values of two chunks and a hunk is love what you love. In the relationships that we can have sometimes with our favorite and least favorite actors and actresses, um, there's tons of in and outs. There's like, man, there's the moments where you want to give up. Like we, none of us have still, from what I know, none of us have watched Andor. No. So it's like this, there's just this massive fatigue here. Uh, we tend to have like Mount Rushmore's that we say, here's our favorites. We've got a hunky award for someone who's on the way up that we're really excited to see. Maybe a younger artist or maybe someone who, uh, like uh, Jonathan Majors. Mm -hmm. Did I say it right? Yeah, you got okay. it. Yeah, That one should Even be the hawk of the world. That's pretty pretty regular words and names well, for him. Well, I think like Jonathan Isaac, Jonathan Abrams, it's tough. No, neither of those, neither are, of those are people. Neither of, those, no, are neither of those names are people, actually. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> you think of Jason, Jason, Jason Isaac? Jason Isaac and J.J. Abrams? And J.J. Abrams. <laughs> For this episode, I want to introduce a segment called Wowzers. Banished. These are going to be directors, actors, anybody that we're like, hey, I'm just not interested anymore. It would take the pulling of teeth for mm. me to be back in. I don't know. I need to have a conversation around M. Night Shyamalan. No way. I'm not even trying nope. to M. Night. Nope. Let's have a conversation around M. Night. Knock at the Cabin no. looks oh my gosh. interesting to me, though. It does look interesting to me as well. No, Are you out? Can we, do you yeah. collect, do you banish M. Night? Are you like, I am done? What would it take? So, Doge, you seem to be the most out yeah. on M. Night. This is a guy who started hot, was kind of doing stuff nobody was doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then progressively, almost in an exact steady decline until Airbender, when it became a cliff. And then off. after Airbender was after Earth, which like he just kind of stayed at the bottom. So it's like, just man, I, I think that. We, you can track the career of like done devil, uh, like you do something great, you do something great early, and then you get less and less training wheels, yeah. less and less safety net until you're the arbiter of all the decisions in the process. And it turns out, oops, you have good ideas, but you can't execute them. And then suddenly, you don't really have good ideas anymore. Or you can so only I'm, execute, which was Zack Snyder, yeah. who did it in a really interesting way. And then he was, yeah, I he is he is banished, Snyder. Snyder is banished. I'm done. Yeah. Snyder's no, banished. I have no interest. Completely. Zach Snyder is so. Not only is he not a selling point for me, he is an active detractor of my interest. Yeah, yeah. He's banished. I think he's a hack, I think, dude. I'm sorry. I know there's a bunch of directors. Zach fans. Directors are going to have a much bigger influence for me of whether I don't see it because of how much creative control they have in those situations. Actors are a lot tougher because there could be other actors that I like that lift them up a little bit. It's kind of the person that like normally it wouldn't be a one on one hangout, but they came with Doge and Jordan. So it's like, cool. Like, let's listen. <laughs> Jared <laughs> Leto, if there was a movie that it was only Jared Leto, I'm out. Banished. Yeah, he's, he's an active detractor Morbius. for me. He's banished for me, Jared yeah. Leto. So well, we love with, Morbius. We, Morbius was fun. M. Night, though, Doge, what would it take? Like, what would it take for you <laughs> to be back? For him to be welcomed back with open arms, even? Uh, an interesting premise, and then... <laughs> about a month after release, sustained positive reviews. Yeah, I was gonna say it can't. Like, just I'm only not be gonna be on the. Someone I'm not gonna be on the front lines. He's outside of my castle. He's banging on the gate. I'm not gonna be the one to open it. But if somebody else opens it and lets him in, and is like, hey, he's actually pretty chill now. I'm gonna go see what it's all about. Mm. Yeah, M Night has never been anybody I cared even a little bit about. I think he's incredibly overhyped. Even his early stuff, I think, is overhyped, overrated. It's good. It is good, but he's never been one that really did much for me. So I, I don't even know that I would say he's banished because my opinion of him has always kind of been like he had a couple good hits and then, you know, nothing else. So Signs yeah. is good. Sixth Sense is good. Village is okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely more bad than good in his yeah. career because yeah. he just kept Yeah. Doing so it's hard for me to say he's banished because it's not like it was like I never really have had much connection to him at all. Anyway, mm -hmm. yeah, um, there's an my, interesting dynamic, guy. especially when you consume a lot of TV and film. That is kind of like a, almost like the dynamic of a relationship, even though it's asynchronous, right? It's just us <laughs> taking yeah. in this content, and so there's like a downswing and an upswing. And 
there's a very interesting downswing that I maybe have not vocally agreed with, but I'm getting there on what was very much a favorite of this podcast. Mm-hmm. But let's take a moment in this section of banishment to talk about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Mm. This yep. is hard yeah. for us because he is a member of the family. I think Vin is unbanishable because he's so aloof. Yeah. There's yeah. something about Vin Diesel that because of his he's, harmless He's above being vanished. If he exactly. had an ounce of self-awareness, I would banish him, but he doesn't. So I just let yes. him do yeah. whatever he wants to do. He's like, the, he's like the 100-year-old turtle that your grandfather bought. And she's like, the yeah. turtle's just here now. The turtle lives here and so do I. Yeah. yeah. So what, what's got the rock… Feeling a certain way. I I don't the rock know is if wearing I'm, me out, dude. What is it? What is it exactly? He just needs to chill a little bit. Like he is the the Hollywood equivalent of the like hustle bro. Yeah, for sure. Who's like, if your friends aren't talking about investment, you know, like that kind of thing. He's Pyramid that guy. Where he's like, I'm always making moves. I've always got something. Uh, <laughs> always got something cooking. Uh, but like. Can you smell it? His whole, like, I don't know, man. It's exhausting of him, like, posting on Instagram, like, got to wake up and start my day with 37,000 calories because I'm eating 100 pancakes because I'm going to lift big. If you don't lift big, you don't dream big. It's like, Dwayne, chill. Like, you're fine. I promise. There are very likely a lot of big characters in the movie business that are on the grind, inevitably. Right? But it's one thing to be on it and not talk as much about it. It's another thing to 24-7 talk about it, right? Is that, well, is that it's, part of it's, the fatigue here? I'm getting the same kind of vibe from Ryan Reynolds, honestly, where it's like you are no longer a person. You're no longer a performer or you're a brand. And like, I get that there there is an element of like, if you're if you want to be a movie star, that's when you become a brand more than just a performer. But like, it is so like sellout-y. The Rock feels the same way to me where it's like any company that's like, will you advertise this for us? He's like, yes, as long as it can be my thing, as long as I can have it. Like, yeah. he didn't invent Terramana. He didn't invent Zoa. Like, he, th- those were pitched to him. And he's like, yeah, sure, absolutely. This fits my brand. Will you put my face on the can in the bottle? I don't care about any of that. The reason I'm out on him is that it seems like he has just forgotten what he is. And it's like, instead of... Remember who you are. Yeah, he's forgotten the face of his father. Instead Dwayne. of being... <laughs> Instead of being the fun, like charming action guy who is just kind of eccentric and weird, but is really, really fun being a big dude in movies, he wants to be Tom Cruise. Yeah. Where it's like he wants to be the guy who makes things happen and the guy who pulls it together and does the stunts and like all this stuff. And that's just not him. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. To me, me, I could care less. He could have 50 tequilas and 100 brand deals. The reason Ryan Reynolds will never bother me, he can sell out as much as he wants because Ryan Reynolds knows exactly who Ryan Reynolds is. He knows exactly who he is. So just to clarify, it's not even that Dwayne is playing the same role every time. It's not even that Black Adam is the exact same person he is in, what is that, Red Notice? Yeah. Is that like, that's the same character every time. The, the problem you have is that that's the wrong character for him to play every time. Because I think Ryan Reynolds does the same thing in every movie. Uh, I it has nothing to do with the characters he's playing. It's the person he wants to be in the industry that bothers me. Hmm. So like his whole his whole like big boy when he's like I'm making moves at DC yep. where he's like trying to tell Henry Cavill he's back and like trying to strong arm the studio into making that stuff happen. And then 
presenting himself to the fans as if like, I'm in this with you. I'm your voice in the industry. Right. Because that's the thing. Yes. Because if he is, if he is an inside man and can get things done, then he's terrible at it. And if he yeah. is not that, but he's telling everybody he is, then he's a little He's a charlatan. Pathetic? I don't know. He's it feels a little of people. Wow. Yeah. It feels a little like lame in a in a way that is not like, oh, he collects scented candles. It's more like <laughs> it's more like after all this career, you still feel the need to puff yourself up when it's not true? Really? So it's yeah. either it's, yeah. it's either he is the worst mover and shaker ever, or he's lying about he how much of a mover and shaker he is. Desperately needs people to think he's a mover and Bingo. shaker. Bingo. I don't know. Carter, I'm, I'm have you banished exhausted. him? Or is, is he only banished from the two of us? I, I haven't. I haven't banished him. It At this point, Dwayne being cast in see. a movie is a red flag to me. I was that this was the next question. So what would it take uh, to at least head back up like for you in terms of Dwayne? Honestly, I'm not something that there's anything that can exist that'll be like oh my god, he's back for me 100%. I know that that's crazy. If we talk about the Sounds like a joke. Relationships. For me, the answer and if you've say. been listening to our podcast, you know the answer. Mm -hmm, Sounds like I a joke. Is him being in Fast Come 10. back to Fast and Furious, man. Come Drop back, dude. Just swallow your just You know Vin's crazy, dude. You know Vin is insane. Yeah. Let me even give you one better. Because I think, I think I know how to break this down a little bit for y'all. If Hobbs returns to Fast 10 and dies, yep. somebody kills him. Yep. He loses a fight for the first time in his acting career. Are we headed up? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it's the beef. The beef is so ridiculous between Vin and The Rock where it's just like… That was the beginning of the end for me with same. The Rock, I think. Where it was just like, hey, dude, like, this isn't real. Like, you know what this is. Well, just and it's like, hey, Rock, nobody's on Vin's side. Vin's a crazy person. But now nobody's also on your side because you're treating a crazy person like they're not crazy. And you're right. engaging in this beef rather than just being like, sorry, Vin. Love you, dude. Let's do this movie together. Sorry, just man. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. You are not… I don't know. Just be the charismatic big dude. That's what you're good at. Yeah. Just be chill and fun. Yes. I don't know. Like if Ryan Reynolds was all of a sudden like, I'm a musician now, like a legit musician trying to make music, I'd be like, just stick to being charming and funny. He's a naturally funny person. aviation gin guy. Yeah. 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 It makes me sad, but often- Carter, what would it take for you to be back truth does. What would it take for you to be back? Are you still in on the like? If he's cast in a movie, that's like green flag. I'm going. I mean, I'm in, but I'm wearing a hoodie. You know what I'm saying? I'm in, but I <laughs> don't like, want people to see you there. I'm like, I'm up. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It is tough. What what y'all are saying is like legitimate. I think when he got and then lost Cavill in maybe two yeah. months was yeah. when I was like, oh, okay. But it's a yeah. facade there. But yeah, it does. He does take himself seriously. I, I think also when we watched Jingle All the Way at the end of the year, and I got to yes. look at like a monumental political rumor, never. and then eventually, and eventually becomes governor and stuff. But like, there's just not as much genuineness to me. I don't know. No, agreed. No way. I don't know. There's also not a ton of stories or anything about how like The Rock is actually an awful guy. At least for no, I don't think he's a bad yeah, that's person true. at all. Yeah. I do not. This is not about his character. I think he's probably no. um, 
a very genuine and great person in honestly seems life. like it's probably a manager or like a agent or something just like just the hey, navigation like, of his brand i guess huh yes yeah mm. this was interesting we'll have to come back to the vanishing table at some point because i do think that these are things we don't talk a lot about in just loving tvs and movies or at least vocalize a little bit more with a formula as to like this is this is why yeah, but dude, these yeah. things happen all the time. That's why it's fun. Sometimes you have the people that are just completely off the radar and then they come back. Like we've seen like Robert Downey Jr. had a scenario where he was just kind of like, people were like- He was this, banished by everyone. Yep, this yeah. dude. And then lo and behold, like becomes the foundational piece for something that's completely changed pop culture. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. I just think it's, it's a fascinating follow. To end today's episode, I'd love to have your name- uh, the Rock had been in rumors and continually has to tell people, no, I'm not running for president. But we live in a world where things like that could be possible. Please to end not. today's episode, I'd love to have your name and tell me which movie star would actually make the best president. I'm Carter. I am convinced Gina Davis would be a wonderful <laughs> president. She is, she does so much for like immediate community and just outreach in the world. I had no idea. She had some kind of award that she got uh, at, it, there's always like a, a lifetime achievement adjacent award in any of the award shows. And Gina Davis had one. And it turns out like, she's just incredible advocate for like women's rights, gets really involved politically as much as she possibly can. I think she, I think she would be a, a good president of the United States. She's right about the age too, that it would be like, at least recently, being that old is like, no, no, no. Put them on the ticket. I'm Doge, and this prestigious honor is going to go to one of my unbanishables. And that's the one and only Diego Del Gorbo. I just love Guillermo Del Toro so much. I think he's a wonderful, wonderful person. And I would like to have one of those be the president. Would you give that a try? Of the United States? He can't be the yeah, president. I guess so. Huh? He can't have to be the president. citizenship, yeah. He can be in my, this is my fantasy world. Mm. Guillermo del Toro can be president in my fantasy world. I guess America's a fantasy to you. Okay. Um, my, I'm Jordan. My serious, my serious answer is none of them. Please God, no, please, none of them. Um, my, my fun, silly answer is Jack Black, obviously. And my uh, playing by the rules answer We is, need like a chubby, agile guy. Like a chubby, agile guy, yeah. Um, my Taft, have we had? My play along answer is um, it seems like based on the news stories that uh, were circulating around the time of Jeremy Renner's injury that he has done more for his local community than almost any politician I've ever heard of. You saw how he got hurt, right? Mm -mm. He was hurt because he was saving his nephew, oh, pushing no his way. nephew out of the way of the runaway snowplow. No way. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you saw the interview with the the mayor. I can't remember what. City he lives in, but the the mayor, mayor saying of, that like, wait, are you about to do a plug for? No, I'm not. I'm not. I really am not. Show. No, he gets <laughs> the mayor of Easttown. Apparently, he like calls in. All, no, mayor of Easttown is the um, <clears throat> Yorktown mayor of Yorktown, Kingstown, mayor I think, starring Jonathan Abrams. Kingstown. Um, but apparently, he like calls the mayor on a regular basis and is like, "What needs doing? Like, what what do you need funding for? What needs help? What how can I contribute?" And um, just cool. the general desire to help. Uh, people in need rather than just hinder the people you don't like um, sounds so refreshing to me. You know, like what if a politician wanted to do good 
instead of just do harm to people they disagree with. Imagine. Sounds interesting to me. I don't know. Well, here he goes. Here he goes. Get him started. I don't know. It just sounds interesting. What if, what if instead of just owning your enemy, you owned the responsibility of the office? Playboy. How about that? I'm not ready for the next election. Glory, I'm going to implore it. Glory. Austin? <laughs> glory. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. That's this not a good Elvis. Pretty Elvis actually. Actually. That's a pretty good Elvis. Hey. It's a, I started that's a pretty good Elvis. Profusely. You can't see it. <laughs> You're, you got those woolly mutton chops. What was the special word, by the way? Yeah, what was the word of the day? The special word of the day was drip. Mm, you're the only one that really says that with any You say filtered drip. No, he says espresso all the time. Drip. Espresso drip. You're totally right. That's something I have never said in my life. Me neither. Me neither.